Welcome to the Rediscovering Your Creative Self podcast, where you get a weekly dose of inspiration and motivation for your creative practice. The awkward puppy stage. Well, you might be thinking, what is Lisa talking about now? Well, if you've ever had a, a dog and, and that dog was a puppy when you first got them, or at least knowed somebody who's had a puppy, especially a big dog, what you notice is they get to a stage where they have a little body and a little head, and then there's these really big paws and huge claws, and they just look so awkward because parts of them are growing faster than the others. And so it's the awkward puppy stage. And I think often we also have parts in our creative practice where we're going through the awkward puppy stage. And let me explain what that is. You know, sometimes we um, are doing amazing work with our concepts and our ideas about painting. And we're really good at rendering and uh, color is working great. But our composition, it's just not there for us yet. And so there's this kind of awkward part, okay, um, that's part of our working process at the time. And that can be just a whole you know, myriad things uh, that we would have that could be a little bit different. Sometimes most people might be looking at our work and may not even notice it. But for us, we may notice it a lot. Okay. Or maybe it is something that others um, kind of notice and it's something we're working on. But one of the things about the awkward puppy stage is that we know eventually the puppy grows into all his or her little parts, become all the same normal size that they need to be, uh, and the dog just becomes the dog, okay? So with time, just like our puppy scenario, we too are going to have things that eventually work themselves out. And it is always something... It, and I don't I, I don't care if it's somebody that is for the first time learning art or somebody that's been doing art for some time or even seasoned professional. We all have an awkward puppy stage. And you might say, you're kidding me. A professional working for a long time artist is going to have an awkward puppy stage. Yep. So what does that mean? Well, what that means is there were always growing. We don't actually ever become the dog. The dog is always changing when if you think of the dog as our creative abilities. So let me explain further. Think of our struggles as pushing up a big stone up a hill. You know, we struggle sometimes this, this big, I guess it's not a stone, it would be a big rock. It starts rolling backwards and sometimes we need help to keep pushing that thing up and finally get it pushed up. We finally get to the mountaintop and then guess what? We see our new mountain, the new mountain that we have to climb. So since artists, we aren't a team sport. We are an individual sport. We are running 
our own race. Okay. So when we finish, we get to the mountaintop because we've pushed that rock up that mountain. We've learned things. We've gotten better. We now have new goals, new things, new challenges. And guess what? We get back to our awkward puppy stage where if we're we're pushing ourselves in one particular part of our work, I know with myself, I started inventing my own processes, inventing ways that I could use these mediums and these techniques. There's no book. Well, actually, I've written two. But other than my my own book, there's there was no book for me to uh, look towards because I was doing things that were different. And that became um, a, a sort of a, a lifetime of experimentation and trying new things and seeing what didn't work and what did work and talking to manufacturers and seeing how I could use these products in different ways um, and seeing, you know, is this going to be archival if I change this with this? And for me, it was an ongoing um, exploration in the power of what if. What if I did this? What if I took this surface and added this to it and um, layered my panels and and uh, added this kind of um, sculptural topography into the, the painted surface? All of these things became from thinking about what can I do to push what I'm interested in further? Because I think ultimately the thing that makes me excited is the mystery behind the unknown. Seeing where I can take something excites me. So learning the, not only intent of your work, but what drives you to make pictures or to create is an important thing because that is something you need to feed on an ongoing basis. Okay, you need to feed that uh, impulse to uh, whatever it is. Like for me, it's just to innovate and to experiment, to try new things. I make my whole process about that. As many of you, as many of you already know, if I have leftover paint, I got to use that paint. If I have a scrap surface, I got to use that surface. Can't throw it away. Got to do something with it. And that forces me to do things that I wouldn't do. So I've baked into my process stuff that pushes me, stuff that I can't repeat, stuff that I got to try something different. That's part of the daily process. So what are some of the things that you could put into your daily or weekly process that feeds your things that excite you, that give you your passion for what it is you do? I think those are things that we do. It's not like all of a sudden, miraculously, one weekend, I want to invent something. No, it's every day, every day, every day. Try something. Oh, I've got this extra paint. Hmm, what surface can I put this on? Something I've already created. I've got little mini experiments, like lots of them, boxes of them. And I can find new surface and add this little medium to it. Well, what if I did this? What if I put it in a mold? You know? If something goes in a silicone mold, you know, does it stick to it? Can I take it out? Does it harden? Is it flexible? These are all things that I discover through doing something else that I'm looking towards, you know. So when you're doing your process, okay, you're going to have an awkward puppy stage at every step of the game because the awkward puppy stage means you have strengths in one thing, okay, 
because you walked up one or two mountains prior to that game. But when you're going up to that new mountain, that moon, that new mountain's not the same mountain. Okay. It's got different struggles. It's got different challenges. The fact that it's a mountain for you means that you haven't done what it takes to, to sort of achieve its peak. Okay. So you're climbing the process of climbing changes. So you can't rely on those other skills. I couldn't rely on my traditional training to do the things that I was doing. I had to do a lot of troubleshooting. I love problem solving. It's funny because it's a love-hate relationship. I hate to deal with a problem, but at the same time, I'm I can't I can't give up on it. I have a very stubborn, rebellious streak in me that if I've got a problem to solve or hell or high water, I'm solving that problem because I got to figure it out now. It's a game. And I love the game. I love the challenge of the game. And I think that's what makes me excited. That's what propels me to do more in my work is to take a leap and try something different. We all have stuff that motivates us, okay, that excites us, that gives us passion. Incorporate that into your work. You may end up with the ugly, you know, the not ugly, but awkward, you know, puppy stage, but that's okay. You know, one of the things I want to share with you is, um, you know, for instance, with the Society of Illustrator Annuals. Uh, if you look back, and I've got um, many of them since the beginning, since they start publishing the annuals, I've collected them over time. Uh, many of the back issues I've gotten from um, a bookstore called The Strand in New York City. And you'll see artists that I really, really love. And one of the things that I think is important is knowing that they had a growth period, and they have awkward puppy stages too. So I see some artists and I love their work and I've been looking at them for years. And then I look at their very first pieces that they got in the annual. And I'm like, wow, that's nothing, anything like the work that I'm used to seeing. They changed. They just because uh, either their work just evolved, okay, or they, they got really good at what they were doing because they did more of it. In my own career, when I, um, you know, was in school, I was down a very traditional academic path and um, I did mostly representational, realistic work. That's who I studied under. They did representational, figurative, um, lots of figurative uh, classes, lots of anatomy. I even took figurative anatomy and sculpture. Um, and I was always learning what you could call the traditional skills. And by the time I was, um, you know, in my last year in school, I became interested in more of the design element of picture making. So the composition, more pluralistic approaches than necessarily a slice of life scene approaches to picture making, where I was including multiple elements and the elements had metaphors and symbolic meanings of the layers within elements. But I wasn't really working with art that was 
in physical layers. It was more visual layers. So I was into that concept of, you know, constructing montage type of uh, images and layers, which the, the, you know, there could be like floating heads and, you know, just different kinds of things. And when I went into my master's program uh, to get my master's degree, I actually did my thesis on the art of the montage, which I ended up doing lots of historical documentation, but also uh, real life interviews with some of the best um, montage illustrators uh, in, you know, in the business, at least in the heyday when they were doing that. And all of these artists um, taught me so much about the concept of picture making. And it is during that time where I got introduced to other artists that were doing things with layering techniques um, on, you know, kind of a, a one or two kind of surface level. And that that kind of pushed me to investigate some other things and sort of get my interest into looking at artists like Robert Rauschenberg and all of the things that he was doing with materials. And again, just this building of looking at artists, contemporary, historical um, artists, uh, you know, who were trying to kind of more or less breaking boundaries, you know, with their work and what were they doing? So there was a lot of like research and a lot of interest and a lot of kind of letting that information process within my own brain and seeing what filtered itself out. And I tried a lot of different things. Um, and eventually I kind of just was moving into my own lane, you know, as they say. And so when, you know, we're, we're talking about this awkward puppy stage, even though I, you know, got out of school, was working with clients and, um, you know, had a career and was doing published work on the side, I was still reinventing myself. I was, I got into a certain mountain and I think what probably changed me from wanting to break out, even when I was in a senior, like in school is the art became when you were, when I was doing traditional, more realistic slice of life scene type of work it became predictable, which I would be able to go, okay, I know exactly where I'm going. You know, you know, it's going to take me so many hours. And it just kind of felt like there was something missing. And that's where the journey for me um, started to change. So even in my own career, I've had multiple um, awkward puppy stages <laughs> because it's really me trying things. I think does the work when you have your awkward puppy stage, you know, once you're a professional artist, it doesn't it, it doesn't look non-professional per se. But you know that you're working or you're kind of leading with one foot over the other. OK, so sometimes I, I was leading with more of the tactile stuff. Sometimes I was leading more with the low relief stuff and finding out it's kind of like you're making a soup and you want to come up with the exact right spices and ingredients in that soup so it just tastes perfect for you at a particular time and then sometimes you stay within that zone okay because i think it's still okay to climb up to a certain mountain and get to that peak and just want to enjoy that scenery 
and stay in that place. And that doesn't mean that you're less good of an artist if you don't, you choose not to go up another mountain. I don't, I don't think that is that at all. What I do think is the people that choose to keep climbing is because I think the climb, and I think I might be one of those people, the climb is the art for them. The climb, the journey, the experience, that's that's what they get from that process of doing art. That's the, that's to all the effort that's put in. That's what comes back. That's the reciprocal part that, um, you know, that we get back. And I think, you know, sometimes when we're in the process of doing our work, we get to know the parts of us that we enjoy, um, you know, that engagement that we enjoy and the other parts that are more of the struggle. Um, And the struggle could be so many different things. Sometimes it could just be boring for us, a certain part of the process that's boring for us. And what I've tried to do in my own work is eliminate as much as I can things that didn't engage me to things that engage me. And I think that's not only true for my work, but it's also true for my career. The things that I've done, I was maybe excited about doing. And um, then I did a lot of it because I thought, oh, I'll just do more. And then I said, no, I think I need more like a 30% of that, not like 70%, you know, of something that I'm doing. So I think we all have a mix of what we do in our creative lives. And that mix changes. It mix changes when I was a mom and, you know, when my daughter finally got out of college, all these things change over time. But no matter what, we're always going to go through this awkward puppy stage. And I think what's important is that we realize that we're going to eventually grow into those things and we're going to have a season or two or three or many, which we're going to be the full grown dog. And then we're going to enter back into our, you know, our, our awkward puppy stage again, where we have things that we want to push that, um, excite us, um, give us passion and we want to try something new. I've seen illustrators get into more sculptural things, you know, in their work. And they were a two-dimensional painter that worked with watercolor and colored pencil. And now they're doing this three-dimensional stuff. I think we all have um, passions and things that we want to pursue. So knowing that we're always going to be going through this awkward puppy stage is knowing that this is normal, okay? That this is the norm. So nobody looks at a puppy and says, oh my goodness, this is a deformed dog. There's something wrong with this dog. No, everybody says, wow, this is so cute. Look at how adorable the dog's in his awkward puppy stage, you know, and you love the dog for that. So we love our process, even when we have our, you know, our awkward uh puppy stages and all of those other kinds of things. But I think when we sometimes can give it a name, it kind of helps us understand where we are in our work, you know, because I think as artists, we are very sensitive individuals. And I think that's a good thing. I think being sensitive gives us a lot of empathy. It gives us a sense of being sensitive to the things that are uh, part of this world that um, are important to absorb 
and put into and transform into artistic projects, artistic endeavors. So our sensitivity is something, it's a gift for us. It's a gift. It's a gift part of our personality that we're able to take things in and see things um, kind of in another light, in another way because of that sensitivity. So we love the uh, stages that we're doing and to be able to kind of look at it and say, okay, yeah, that's normal. It's just not that my, oh no, my work just got instantly bad or there's something wrong with what I'm doing. No, those are just sometimes the ego is, likes to be extra critical. And it's important that as we move forward, we have challenges, you know, we have challenges to ourselves and our careers. And another um I think too, a lot of professional uh, artists that I know, we like to get together um, as a community because when we see each other, uh, we kind of encourage each other to push ourselves into the next awkward puppy stage <laughs> and push ourselves into learning new things and that it's okay to learn new things and that it's okay to grow. Okay, because eventually with time, you'll just become the dog again. So with that, I would like to say, love your awkward puppy stages, every single one of them. We've been blessed to do this um, as creative beings. And as always, create from the heart. This audio series is part of my Navigating the Labyrinth of the Creative Mind Patreon Endeavor. The site uniquely intermixes self-reflection and personal storytelling with exploratory mixed-media techniques and expressive approaches to art making, elevating the creative consciousness and guiding each person on his or her own path to discovering the creative spark that resides within. Check us out at www.patreon.com slash Lisa L. Sear, and that's spelled C-Y-R.